when people buy a house, oftentimes they think, oh, I bought the house, I'm done. I'm like, oh my gosh, you've just started. <laughs> and really, truly, the more you invest in your personal and business development and in your assets and in your people and in your relationships, the greater the return is going to be. What's going on, guys? This is the Passive Wealth Strategy Show, the show that helps you escape the Wall Street casino by investing in Main Street. Today, our guest is Karen Briscoe. And today we're talking about the future of the real estate market with a veteran of the real estate industry since the 1980s. She has experienced five recessions and we're moving forward into uncharted territories in the real estate world. And we're going to get her perspective on what is ahead for the real estate market, along with her five-minute success model so that we can be more successful as investors, as business people. And for those of you out there who are entrepreneurs, as entrepreneurs, because you need to be ready to seize all of the opportunity. First, to see the opportunity that's in front of you, and then to go seize it. And I think this, her five-minute success model is very, uh, very beneficial, especially if you're, you don't know really a, a model to see that opportunity to go track it down and then how to manage it through closing and whether it's investment opportunities or if you're an entrepreneur building your business. I think she's really done a great job of making a concise model to see opportunities from the opportunity all the way to through uh, fruition and then repeatability. So we're going to talk about that today. You're going to learn a lot. I'm sure you will. If you do enjoy the show and you're an Apple podcast user, please take a quick second, leave us a rating and review five stars. If you don't mind, that's so much appreciated. That helps other people learn about the show. That helps us rank higher in the Apple podcast ecosystem. And I've told you this guy, this before, guys, it helps me feel good because I get to see that you guys are learning from the show. You're engaging with the content and you are escaping the Wall Street casino along with us. If you know anyone who could use a little bit more passive wealth in their lives, please share the show with them, bring them into the tribe and get them engaged. If you haven't yet, go to your favorite podcast app, look up the Passive Wealth Strategy Show, hit that subscribe button. That way you'll get every new episode straight to your mobile device every Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday. I'm your host, Taylor Lote. I'm a real estate investor. I'm a real estate syndicator. I buy real estate with passive investors and split the return. These things, uh, like uh, the five-minute success model, have uh, have helped me in my real estate investing endeavors. And I know so many other real estate investors who have benefited from a model, either exactly the five-minute success model or one very similar to it. And this could be the concept that 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 takes your investing, your business, your passive wealth generation to the next level. So without any further ado, here we go with Karen Briscoe. Karen, thank you for joining us today. Well, I'm thrilled to be here and with your Passive Wealth Strategy community. Well, it's great talking with you. We had a, a couple of reschedules here and you were very flexible on that. So I certainly appreciate uh, you working with us there. For our listeners out there who don't know about you and your business, can you tell us about what you do and give us an intro to 5-Minute Success? So my main gig, if you will, is I'm a mega real estate agent, which means that I run a team. Uh, for example, 2020 production was over 100 million and 2021 is on track to uh, pass that up. So we sell a lot of houses. Uh, we're in the Northern Virginia, Washington, D.C. metro region and in a very high 
cost of living areas, our average sales price is a million dollars. So you can do the math. And oftentimes when people achieve a high level of success, that many times people want to know how you do it, right? So I started speaking, coaching, and training. This particularly came after the fact that I uh, not just survived the last market crash correction, you know, of 08, uh, went on to thrive, uh, brought on a business partner. And uh, also along the way, about the same time, I had lost my business partner. Um, She passed away. So then brought a new business partner and rebuilt the business. So when I was doing this coaching, speaking and training, I invariably heard from people that they didn't have enough time to invest in their personal business development. And I said, well, do you have five minutes a day? And everybody did. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, well then do five minutes. And that led to this whole idea of the five minute success concept, uh, which is now uh, four books and the five minute success podcast, uh, which over 350 episodes. So it's uh, really I found that it really does have a huge impact that's investing five minutes a day. And so I know we're going to go deeper on that, but that's the, the, uh, the, the short story. Absolutely. Thank you so much. And, and I think, you know, investing in ourselves or, or in our mindset for our success is really not something that you're going to say here in uh, the mainstream, you know, it's, it's not going to pop up on the news, no matter what news channel you watch, reminding you to, Hey, Take a couple minutes for yourself today and every day and think about what you want out of the day, what you want out of the rest of the year or the rest of your life. You really have to make that deliberate effort. Now, am I on track with what five minute success you know means in your uh, your world or can you get us, you know, get us into the mindset of the five minute success uh, space? That is um, actually one of the components. And when you talk about it's not in, you know, really um, in the mainstream, Warren Buffett is the one who said that the best investment you can make is in yourself. Because if you think about it, all value that you create as a business person, your passive wealth strategy, all starts with your ability to create value, right? So if you can raise your own capacity, then you're going to raise your business capacity and your investment strategy capacity. Uh, But there are some core principles to the five-minute success. And the first one is commit to get leads. And that is business development, prospecting, lead generation. Really, anybody, entrepreneurs, investors, salespeople, uh, we all start with a lead because until you have one, you have nothing to do, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, you know, as an investor, you know, the leads are the deals. Um, also the leads could be the money uh, that's going to fund the deals, you know, the sales, you know, that's pretty obvious. It's the, the customers, the clients. And then the next component of five minute success is consult to sell. The, most people in sales call that conversion. I call it consulting, but it's taking that, that lead, that customer, that client, that deal through the process. So, something happens on the other end, you know, in real estate, it's a transaction happens, somebody either buys a house or sells a house. You know, if you're doing, you know, investing strategy, you're actually, you know, purchasing the investment and putting it into your portfolio. Uh, there, There's always something entrepreneurs, you know, they have to take that idea to, you know, market or to fruition entrepreneurs. Um, then the next component is connect to build and grow. Because what happens frequently with salespeople, entrepreneurs, is they get stuck on this 
only as good as your next deal. Like you, you get a lead, you take it through, so, transaction happens on the other end, and then you wake up the next morning, you do it all over again. And that is over time going to be exhausting way to live your life and business, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so there are principles to strategy of leverage systems to create a more sustainable ongoing enterprise. And that's connect, build, and grow. And then you mentioned the whole idea of mindset. So that component of five-minute success is success, thinking, activities, and vision. And I find that people who are successful and sustain success over time, uh, they use these principles. Uh, They have a vision for what they want in their life, their business, their strategy for their wealth. And then they think about how to do it and then they put it into place. So a lot of, you know, mindset training is, you know, have affirmations, have a vision board. Uh, the, the five minute success principles say yes, but you have to take the actions to actually <laughs> That's good. do yeah. it. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. So that all leads to the sweet spot of success. And what I found in the 350 plus interviews I've had on the five minute success podcast uh, that really truly most every business uh, coach entrepreneur uh, goes through these processes they may you know refer to it um, in different uh, terminology but they all go through those those steps and so the five minute success is to work on all of those different uh, components and that leads to um, you know the successful uh, ongoing enterprise if you will well, I love that. And I'm glad you you said you mentioned about putting in the work because I, I agree in this uh, space of real estate investing or entrepreneurship generally, successful people tend to have some level of mindset management and focusing on their goals and all that kind of thing. But when you get a little bit broader into folks that talk about mindset, I don't want to trash on anything, but you hear a lot about like like manifesting. Put it out there and it's going to happen. And man, I'm sorry, that's ridiculous. The success isn't going to happen just by thinking about it, man. You have to, you're going to have to put in the hours and do the hard stuff to actually make it happen. Your mindset can help you put in that time and push through those tough times of failures, things like that. But until you do that, just thinking about it isn't going to make it happen. Yeah, if it was that easy, anyone could do it, right? (laughs) Um, But I do, there is something to the whole idea of the law of attraction in thinking about where you want your business and life to go. And because what happens is the ventricular activating system in your brain is very good at uh, not showing you everything because you would just be overload, right? So what happens when you start to think about what you do want in your business and life, then ideas become apparent to you, connections become apparent to you, opportunities become apparent to you, you weren't aware of before. So that's where I do see that the manifesting is really can happen and very valuable, uh, but then you still have to go after the opportunity and the deal. And yeah, you, you, that that's where I agree. It's a little woo woo. What if they well, you're that not, part out? You're not even saying woo woo. You're saying you're thinking about it, so your brain changes in what it looks for, and then you see more yes. of those opportunities, and you're going to seize on more of those opportunities. So it still does come down to. making a change within yourself, within your own behaviors, so that you can then take advantage of the opportunities that are out there. Uh, Jim Rohn said, change the way you look at things and the way you look at things changes. 
So if you're not seeing opportunity, if you're, you know, feeling like there's a lack of deals, then perhaps it's the way you're looking at it. So it's an opportunity to change the way you look at it. And then uh, what you're looking at, you know, the, the way opportunities are going to be presented to you are likely to change. Do you want direct access to passive commercial real estate investments, including apartments, self-storage, medical facilities, hotels, and even more? CrowdStreet has you covered. They provide access to a wide variety of commercial real estate syndications for accredited investors. Over 520 deals have been closed through the platform, and investors have placed over $2.1 billion, that's billion with a D, in those deals. Go to PassiveWealthStrategy.com slash CrowdStreet to get started, or click the link in the show notes. See the CrowdStreet platform for full terms and conditions of what they offer. Once again, that's PassiveWealthStrategy.com slash CrowdStreet to get started. Absolutely. Now, we don't have time today, I'm sure, to really drill into each one of these steps in depth. Now, one that I wanted to get into, because I think if my interpretation is correct of, of what you're saying, networking and having a strong network, providing value to others. As a real estate investor, no matter how passive you are, you're going to have to make connections out there to get what you want, right? To achieve what you want. I wanted to drill into connect to build and grow and what that means to you, because that that word connect really, really sticks with me. I think about connecting with others and connecting others to each other so that you know maybe there's some synergy that happens there and we can all mutually benefit. What does that connect to build and grow step mean to you in the five-minute success model? Well, absolutely. Connecting with others, you're going to achieve a higher level of success uh, by doing that because, you know, success leaves clues and a lot of, you know, scale happens by the leverage of, you know, the, the knowledge, the connections that other people can offer you as well, and the systems. Because what I found is, is that no one really truly succeeds alone, right? And other people have done this before. So when you um, take the time, make the time to make the connections to build and grow your portfolio, your strategy, uh, you're going to achieve it at a much higher level. And the other thing that I found is, is that It'll get you off of, like I said, that hamster wheel of only as good as your next deal. I see this happen with investors so much. And what you want to do is you want to create it so that then it really is passive. I mean, that that's the basic fundamental of passive is that it requires a minimal amount of effort. And you, you're going to achieve that faster and easier and more fun if you do it through and with others. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, passive, even though it's the name of my show and, you know, brand and everything is maybe a little bit of a, a misnomer. Others have pointed this out to me in the past is that really more accurate is residual because you're going to have to do something up front, you know, whether it's building systems or connections or things like that. Passive maybe implies something for nothing, which isn't, it doesn't happen. And residual more uh, expresses that, hey, I'm going to have to put something in up front, whether it's time, money, effort, uh, and things like that, uh, emotional energy, whatever. And uh, I don't know, just a, a comment about the, the, the passive nature of our business and, and how 
passive, it really can be. It's, it's really more residual than passive. Well, and if you think of it, maintenance-free doesn't exist. And I say that because when people buy a house, oftentimes they think, oh, I bought the house, I'm done. I'm like, oh my gosh, you've just started. <laughs> and really, truly, the more you invest in your personal and business development and in your assets and in your people and in your relationships, the greater the return is going to be. Because if you think about it, and so I, I hear what you're saying about the word passive, but I understand what the intent is. The intent is to create a stream of income that doesn't require you know, daily active trading time for dollars, right? You're Because when you have a true well strategy built on streams of income, uh, then you're not trading time for dollars any longer. Yeah, absolutely. You're no longer uh, turning the crank for that money. Maybe you have somebody else turning the crank or you've built a new uh, system that you know produces produces income for you. Now, I did want to, while we have you, you've been in real estate since the early 80s, right? And you've been through uh, a few recessions since then, and, and they've all looked you know, different from one another. And the big question I think a lot of folks have right now, or big expectation really, is that the next recession or the current recession, whatever, we expect every recession in the future to come with a 30% crash in real estate prices because that's what we got the last time around. And naturally, the next one has to look exactly like the last one. What are your thoughts about the future of the real estate market, particularly as we stand today? You know, we're pretty much on the back end of, of, of COVID, the COVID pandemic. It's kind of, you know, it's kind of over. We're, we're starting to get back to normal. Um, what do you expect? You know, is there going to be a big foreclosure wave that's going to cause prices to crash? Or, you know, is, is money going to become unavailable? Credit going to become un- unavailable like last time? What are your thoughts from your you know, perspective in, in real estate for so long? Thank you for pointing that out. This is not my first rodeo. <laughs> um, and I have been through five recessions. So, and they are, they were all different, but learned something from each one of them. Uh, this market cycle, I'm seeing a lot of things that are unique. Uh, the first one being the homeowners have a lot of equity. Uh, last market cycle, they didn't. And so that was what led to a lot of short sales and foreclosures because they couldn't sell their homes. There is, you know, the potentiality of the the foreclosures coming out of, of the, the debt forbearance. However, uh, I've recently heard some of the statistics that are saying that's not as likely as they had said thought so in the beginning because a lot because job growth one thing that's different about this cycle is we have incredible uh, job potentials and low you know relatively low unemployment going into this and we have you know a fed policy that right now is keeping interest rates or keeping the economy uh, such that interest rates are staying historically low uh, we have a huge demographic factor And that is the millennials are the largest generation ever. And the last generation uh, that was the largest generation, the baby boomers who birthed the millennials. Um, So there's about a delta of about 12 million. So most of the housing was built for baby boomers. And we uh, don't have enough housing. We were going to have a housing shortage uh, even without a pandemic um, because as the millennials reach their household formation years, uh, which they are peaking right now and they pretty much have decided 
to go ahead and adult and, and buy houses. So we have a huge demand coming at us that was really not prepared for because in the last recession of the 0809, in, in effect, the builders stopped building. I mean, they couldn't, as you said, couldn't get credit. So the um, every decade, there should be about 25 million housing starts. This is new homes, not it can be condominium, townhomes, apartments. But the idea, it's not infill development where they tear down something old and build something back in. It's actually a new housing unit. Uh, so we should have 25 million for every a decade. Um, that's about two and a half million a year. Uh, we're in the last decade, they only built 5.6 million, so less than 6 million. So we were already short <laughs> about 19 million houses. Mm -hmm. uh, plus we're going into, even if uh, the, the millennials, um, you know, join up together, get married or whatever, and buy together, we're still short um, housing at a minimum of $6 million just to meet that demand. Uh, we have the international buyers coming back uh, with uh, this new administration and COVID uh, restrictions lifting. I, I actually see several years of rising prices. And the reason why is that if you were to take average price appreciation for housing over the last 15 years, we basically didn't have it. <laughs> I mean, it was flat <laughs> or correcting. And we really should have been appreciating at about, a, you know, three to four percent a year. So what's happening right now is catching up uh, to what we should have been experiencing. It just feels really intense because it's all happening at once. So I see a several year cycle. Um, now, you know, government policies or things, you know, I can't predict could happen that could change that. But the demographic forces are really strong. If you think about economic expansion that happens uh, when you have, you know, huge numbers of people um, making household formations and the, what people spend when they buy a house uh, is beyond just the house, you know, the furnishings and everything. It should lead to a, a good, strong economic expansion for several years. Well, I mean, that's that's great to hear. And and I, you know, I'm a millennial myself. I I think I, I see more of my say peers, you know, whether they're investing in rental properties or they're buying their primary residence, it's really, they've seen their rents continue to rise and rise and rise. And that is accelerating through COVID. And they're realizing, holy crap, I should have bought years ago. So I'm going to really try to make that happen now. And you're in Northern Virginia. I'm in Richmond, Virginia. You know, whether remote work is here to stay on mass or not, we have still seen some of it, some of that migration from those high cost of living areas to more medium cost of living areas like Richmond. Personally, I'd way rather live in Richmond than I would in Northern Virginia. I think most people who live in Northern Virginia would agree with that. So we've seen a lot of that fluctuation happen too. So, I mean, yeah, unless something changes, I, I think the next few years are going to be really good to be an owner and an investor in real estate. I mean, this the foreclosure wave that could happen, like you said, it's a great point about folks have more equity now than they did before. The, the prices have continued to rise and they probably had equity in the first place. So even if they're going to get foreclosed, they still may be able to sell and get out without being underwater. So you know, there's, you know, there was a lot of negative stuff about COVID, but for the real estate market, I mean, things look pretty good. The other thing that's happening is a lot of transfer of wealth uh, from generations. And you see this at times of when there's 
the pandemic is, you know, probably a once in a lifetime event, I'm hoping. Um, Yes, but it causes people to stop and think, right? Okay, so, you know, what do I want to do to prepare for the future? And oftentimes, this is when you see transfers of wealth. So we're seeing a large uh, transfer of wealth and into real estate because one of the best inflationary uh, vehicles is real estate, right? If we are going into a time of inflation, uh, then the best place to have your money right now is in real estate. So I'm still a believer. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love it. And before we move on to the end of the show, I just want to make sure we go over the steps to the five-minute success model one more time so everybody gets it. You know, you said them before. Let's do it again. Let's let's uh, let's start with commit to get leads and run through them again. Just one more time. So commit to get leads for investors. That's finding your deals, right? Or finding the money. Consult to sell. That's actually doing the transaction. That's getting the deal done. Connect, build, and grow. That is creating the scale systems leverage to create an ongoing sustainable business that leads to residual wealth and success thinking activities and vision. That's the mindset motivation component to create the vision of your business and life. Think about how to do it and put it into place. Awesome. I love it. Right now, we're going to take a quick break for our sponsor. Have you ever wanted to invest in the private lending and debt side of real estate? You might find that going out and finding borrowers on your own is tough. When you find a borrower, you have the task of evaluating their plan all on your own. And the traditional way of lending private money highly concentrates your risk because you'll probably be funding the whole rehab loan on your own. That meant writing loan checks well into the hundreds of thousands of dollars, placing a lot of risk in individual borrowers and properties. Not to mention, there's a lot for you to know in terms of how to structure these loans so that you can help protect yourself and work with the borrower in your interests. Now, there's a new way to invest in the debt side of real estate that turns the private money lending space on its head. You can invest in a variety of debt instruments with this new platform with as little as $10 in each opportunity. You can diversify your investment across a wide variety of borrowers, geographies, and asset types. This new platform is called Ground Floor. They make it easy to invest in either your name or using your self-directed IRA. And if you don't already have a self-directed IRA, don't worry. They make it easy to get started and get one opened. Go to www.passivewealthstrategy.com slash ground floor to get started or click the link in the show notes. See the ground floor site for full terms and details of what they offer. Once again, that's www.passivewealthstrategy.com slash ground floor or click the link in the show notes. Back to the show. All right, Karen, I've got three questions. I ask every guest on the show, are you ready? I know. Bring it you on. listen to the show. You know these. First one, <laughs> what is the best investment you ever made other than in your education? When I asked my business partner, Lizzie Conroy, to join me uh, on the team at the time, I it was 2009. The market was wow. terrible. I was actually thinking about getting out of real estate. And she joined me, brought new life, new energy, and, uh, you know, a new perspective on, you know, first surviving the market correction and then rebuilding the business from there. Wow, that's awesome. And and, and real estate, I don't, I don't care what you're doing in real estate, partnerships are huge. Even, you know, the biggest real estate investors, you know, maybe they have a partner you don't know about, maybe they don't talk about, but odds are 
they're in there, or maybe they've got a few partnerships that have really helped push them along the way. So that is a fantastic, fantastic best investment. We had the best investment. Now we go to the other side of that coin, the worst investment. What is the worst investment you ever made? Oh, the worst the worst investment is the one I didn't make. <laughs> <laughs> and there, you were talking about you know, timing of buying into real estate. And there's this proverb, you know, when's the best time to plant a tree 20 years ago? When's the next best time now? Um, so I wish I would have planted more trees uh, 20 years ago. Um, and I hear that frequently, right? From people, when I hear people, it's always the regret that they didn't do it. And so that is something I, you know, think about when I'm you know, looking at deals or looking at opportunities, I go, okay, am I going to regret that I didn't do this? Um, because I, you know, like to say I learned from previous experience that I uh, know. And I hear that right now. And people are like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to buy now because, you know, it's too expensive. And I'm like, well, will you regret it if prices go up over the next few years? And it's more <laughs> expensive in like two or three years. Um, and that usually they pause and think and go, yes, you're right. I should buy now, right? It's the next best time is now. I, I totally agree. I mean, I, you know, that's not to say we should do every single deal that presents itself to us, but I think a lot of times, uh, folks, especially new people who are newer to real estate, see uncertainty in the market, and there always is uncertainty in the market, and they see that as a reason to sit out. And I recall before I'd ever invested in real estate, this is years ago, right? I was at a, a, a conference and a, a prominent real estate investor who is still a prominent real estate syndicator, has a major YouTube channel that I watch pretty frequently, got up on stage and, and gave a great talk about how his particular real estate market was doomed. And this was, I think, maybe uh, 2015, right? And he was wrong. He kept buying, he kept investing, right? And he still invests, but he you know, he was incorrect. And if, and those who had listened to some of those negative points and sat out, missed out on so much, so many great deals. And he didn't take those negative things as a reason to no longer be a real estate investor. He's just looking at some of the counterpoints. So, you know, um, there's always uncertainty and it's important to re remember that. My favorite question here at the end of the show is what is the most important lesson you've learned in business and investing? Most important lesson that I've learned is you mentioned to it before is the partnerships. The people that I have gone into business with have projected my ability to, to go to the next, next level so much further than I could have gone on my own. And what I find is when I reach those levels of you know, if you will, ceiling of my ability to achieve, that's when I know it's time to start looking around for a mentor, a coach, a mastermind group, someone to connect or partner with. Um, that's when I know I need to start looking around for that because the um, that's when I am able to go to the next level when I, I recognize those those points of, of um, achievement ceilings. Absolutely. I think the the folks you spend your time around, um, the, you know, the, the five people you, you are the average of the five people you spend your, the most time with is, uh, is so important as a real estate investor, as a person, as you know, whether it's your, your, your finances, your fitness level, I don't care what the, the people you spend your time around really affect who you are and who you become. And Karen, thank you for joining us today and teaching us about five minute success. If folks want to reach out, they want to get in touch with you, they want to find your podcast, your books, anything like that, where can they track you down? 
Well, I mean, you're really easy because it's the number five minute success. There you go. Uh, the website, five minute success, the podcast, five minute success, wherever you get your podcasts at, Overcast, Stitcher, iTunes, and the Facebook, Instagram, all of the social media. Um, if you're looking to uh, want to expand your success. I do take a limited number of coaching clients and you can go to the website and get a free 30 minute introductory conversation to see if that would work for you. And then on the real estate front, uh, if you have a real estate need in the Northern Virginia, Washington, D.C., suburban metro region, uh, we can help you. Karen Briscoe with HBC Group at Keller Williams. Awesome. Great. That is what we call consistent branding, sticking with the, the five-minute success brand. I love that. And Karen, thank you for joining us today. Once again, to everybody out there, thank you for tuning in. If you're enjoying the show and you're an Apple Podcast user, please take a quick second, leave us a rating and review on Apple Podcast. Five stars, if you don't mind. So much appreciated. That helps other people learn about the show. That helps us rank higher in their ecosystem. And I've said this to you guys before. It helps me feel good because I get to see that you guys are out there escaping the Wall Street casino along with us and growing alongside me and our our, our uh, fantastic guests like Karen and all the other listeners out there. If you know anyone who could use a little bit more passive wealth in their lives, please share the show with them and bring them into the tribe. Thank you for tuning in once again. I hope you have a great rest of your day and we'll talk to you on the next one. Bye-bye.